right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday show. That title sequence definitely lied because this is not the Tuesday show. This is an episode of Generation Spacing with myself and Tableware. <laughs> Feels uh, good to be back to the real podcast, James. Let me tell you. <laughs> Mr. Ultra David, unable to join us today, uh, but it'll just be myself and Tubo holding everything's down. How, how are you doing, sir? You know... I'm alive. I'm good. I actually, I just had a really good weekend. Uh, a friend came out from SoCal, my boy Mike. He's been a guest on, on, on yeah, the show before. Flex. I was about to say, people know who Mike is. Mr. Mr. And, Bonus uh, was here on the show before. And, you know, we hung out. I hadn't seen him in since EVO 2019, I think. So it was real good to, to see an old friend. So yeah, that was nice. Sure. How about you, James? How are you doing? Uh, this was a very, very busy weekend for me. Uh, crazy sleep schedules and everything because I got to actually do um, the restream of the Red Bull Kumite. So oh, I got yeah, to do yeah. the beginner restream. And since that started at 6 a.m. and you know what my sleep schedule is like, the first night I did <laughs> it, I actually stayed up to do it and went to sleep afterwards. And then the next one, I actually slept, tried to sleep beforehand, and then streamed for like nine hours straight doing that, doing the restream of the Street Fighter stuff. Oof. And so, yeah, yeah. it was a fun weekend. <laughs> uh, Sleep-wise, it was kind of crazy for me. Uh, well, darn. Yeah. Anyways, we got a cool show coming up. What do we got, James? I mean, we're here. We're going to talk about that Red Bull Kumite London. Obviously, the biggest thing that happened uh, this past week. It's just great to see offline events again. We'll talk about that. For sure. Uh, Street Fighter V came out with a patch out of nowhere, even right before uh, <laughs> the Red Bull Kumite. So, threw everybody for a surprise. Uh so one thing I want to mention is we did have a guest, an interview guest slated for today, but at the last second, we had to have a cancellation on that. Nobody's fault, really. Life, you know, everyone's busy. So uh, unfortunately, we do not have a guest today. Uh, so we'll probably be a shorter episode than normal because we will not have the bit. interview segment for today. Uh, but outside of that, we're going to talk, we're going to have our own Ultra Chen 5-5 uh, five, five matchup. One viewer question that we got, sorry for the late uh, message about that. And then just the standard news afterwards, so that's what we got. <laughs> Investigation going up on the show right now, man. We need, <laughs> we, need, we need the third person here. James and I have never done a podcast on our own before. Yeah, no. I know, right? This has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> But you I'm, know what has happened before? Europe winning Red Bull Kumite. Did and they that win was before? not different this week. They've they've won three out of four of them, I believe. No, because there's two Asian winners, right? There was definitely I think they, I thought they had won three out of four Kumites. I think it's like might not Luffy be, won one, right? Because Fujimoro definitely won one of them. And I know that uh what's his face? was it Nemo, I think, who won one of them? Maybe, 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 maybe it was three out of five. I thought it was three out of four. Right. Anyways, Mr. Crimson put on quite the show. Uh, that was pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, did you did you get a chance to watch the the Kumite? Was that what you were restreaming? Or yep. were you restreaming CP? <laughs> I restreamed the entire thing, so I was okay. able to uh, 
uh, watched the entire thing. And uh, I mean, obviously, lots of interesting situations going on there. Uh, you know, obviously, starting off with the fact that, you know, they decided to do a new format this year with the pools uh, instead. Yeah, yeah. And uh, boy, were there a lot of upsets. <laughs> Boy, were there a lot of upsets. Uh, here, let me... You know, I I really like Round Robin. I do. I, I think it's cool and interesting to see all the players in the group play each other and, and see what happens and mm -hmm. determine the, the best from there. I, I think it's a really cool way to do it. However, there's matchups that happen that end up not mattering sometimes. Yeah. So, like, that can kind of ruin the, the viewer and the player experience, you know, to right. a certain extent. If you're... If you're 0-3 and your opponent's 0-3, you're only playing for pride at that point. There's no, <laughs> you know, like the, these situations, a few of those times happened and those matches ended up on stream. I'm assuming because they were either big name players or they just didn't have anything else to stream at that time. No, but, they played everything. Um, they played like every single match. For did they put week. everything on stream? Yeah, okay. that's, I, why I guess it was that ten, that's why it was 10 hours long. So Sure, sure, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't watch the entire thing. I mean, I, I was tuning in and out, so right. that makes sense why, why my, my view on that is a little blurry. Oh, God, is that last week that they announced? Well, we didn't get a chance to talk about Sam's show last week, or did that happen during the course of last week? That was... What? That Sam show getting on being announced on Steam? Steam? I'm pretty sure I made fun of that, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm like 90% I made fun of them for releasing a full <laughs> game on Steam without DLC the same week as Guilty Gear. Yeah. Because yeah. how out of touch do you have to be to do that? But whatever. Congrats to the five people who buy and enjoy Sam show on Steam <laughs> when the rest of us are all playing Guilty Gear. Yeah, pretty much. Talk about bad I mean, anyways, we'll get there later on then. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. If we want to. But obviously, one of the cool <laughs> things that they did for, speaking of Guilty Gear, is that Red Bull Kumite also had the uh, the exhibition matches for Guilty Gear on the first day, uh, as well as picking the pools out and doing the team tournaments. Uh, but did you get a chance to watch the Guilty Gear exhibitions? I didn't. I didn't. Like I said, I was busy with uh, okay. my, my buddy. Oh, yeah, of course. Here. That's right. That's right. So my, my Friday night, my Friday night was taken up. My, the majority of my Saturday was taken up. So I didn't get to see as much as I wanted to, but I did watch a lot more Kumite than I expected to. Okay. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to see the, the Dude, exhibition matches yet. That, those exhibition matches were sick. They were, were they? Pr pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, you would think, oh, okay, these are players. They probably haven't. I mean, for one, we're all not actually sure what copy of the game they were playing on because they might have just had the full thing. But these weren't right, yeah. local. These were actually done online. So the, the, the Guilty huh. Gear exhibition players didn't show up to the event. They didn't fly to the event. They actually just played online. And keep in mind, one of those matches was Goichi versus Sonic Fox. So this is like Midwest versus Japan. And it was, I think, three frame lag at the most, like the entire time. And they definitely didn't look like they were having very many problems because Goichi was pulling some crazy stuff. The matches were definitely live. The matches were definitely live, but... Is he? I don't remember if Sonic Fox is uh, Midwest or New York. I can't remember. He's he, he's uh, up in. All right, so, so, so they are up in the northeast. I want to say like Maryland or something like that. Oh, like it's okay. not New York, right? 
Yeah, but I mean that those matches were absolutely because like the first match was Ogawa versus Samito, and Samito Chip, of course, one of the best Chip players, Ogawa, one of the best Zato players. And, you know, a lot of people were worried that Chip wasn't going to be as good, that, like, oh, he's not Chip anymore. Then you watch Samito play, and, it, and like, there were rounds where it didn't even look like Ogawa could move. Like, it was, <laughs> it was brutal, dude. It was really, really crazy. And uh, nope. FAB and Nage at the very end was really good. Dude, even Leffen and, uh, Leffen and, um, and uh, Lost Soul was super good because Leffen was doing the mixes with Milia. So again, Wait, everyone, was was Leffen out in Sweden? Uh, I think they were all playing from home again. So Leffen's in Sweden and yeah. Lossel's in New York. Yeah, and they were Sonic playing. Fox is in the Northeast. <laughs> Koichi's in Japan. Yeah, Arxis is just flexing. That wasn't that wasn't an <laughs> exhibition for the game. That was an exhibition for the netcode. They want everyone to know. It doesn't matter where you are on Earth. You can probably right. play someone. And that it was wild. And and again, that match was crazy because, like I said, Leffen was doing the mix. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, Millie is not going to be able to play the same way. No, dude, when you watch Leffen play, I mean, Leffen is just super talented overall. But, man, my God, like, his Millie looked terrifying. And, um... But the crazy thing is, La Soul was playing Anji, who everybody said sucked and couldn't do Anji things, and he was getting mixed at first, but then he started making the comeback. I won't spoil who won for you, just so you can watch it. Yeah, I'll, but... I'll definitely go back and watch it, because <laughs> I, I haven't seen him. Yeah, the matches cool, were though. really, really good, and I, I really enjoyed it. And you're right, a lot, and they, they also had a lot of cool segments, too, where they had a Theory Fighter, uh, who makes a lot of content over in the EU, uh, there to explain a lot of the systems. So they were also doing their own kind of beginner stream, like actually Sick. there, teaching Tyrant how to play, teaching, you know, Damascus how to play and stuff like That's that. Cool. So it was really cool. Game, The game looks really cool. Everybody who's worried about it not looking complicated and being too simple, just go watch this exhibition, dude, and like... I mean, people in my chat were like, this looks like Guilty Gear to me, you know, for people who don't play it. And some of them were like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I've, I've, I've kind of given up on trying to convince people that don't think the game will have any depth that it does. Right. Because I, I, they're, A, they've already made up their mind. And B, I know that they're going to be wrong. Dude, <laughs> so they were... I just kind of given up on trying to convince those people that are like, oh, there's not enough. Like, okay, fine. If there's not enough death for you, then I'll see you in three years when you think the game looks yeah. good. <laughs> Dude, Theory Fighter even showed a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know about. Like the blue RC. Some of the stuff that he was, you know, the one that you use in neutral, right? So yeah. he showed that yeah, yeah. you can actually hit the opponent with the blue RC, hit him with the non-charged up dust, but since they're slowed down, so is their hit stun. So they would actually hit him with the non-charged up dust as an overhead and then combo off of that as a link. Ah, uh, that's cool. Like, that was super sick. I was like, what? And so some players were actually doing things. Like, there was the Eno. He would actually do a jump attack, cancel into air dash, Roman cancel. So because he cancels into the air dash, it would come out as the blue one. And so he would get him stuck, and then he went for a fuzzy guard mix-up off yeah, yeah, of yeah. that. That you, Oh, God, it was just like they were doing some crazy things. And 
It's yeah, I'm not worried about the game. It's great. I won't spoil it anymore. You you need to watch it and uh for those of you who haven't watched it. Uh honestly, uh one other thing too is that um the the beginner matches that were that I streamed will be coming up on YouTube uh during the course of the week. So you can wait for those as well if you'd like. But uh then of course there was the Street Fighter stuff which is uh, also absolutely insane. But again, the pools that they pulled for, it's kind of unfortunate pools that they ended up with, but uh, that's how randomizing picking your pools work out. Um, For example, Group B was Luffy, Takamura, Problem X, and Jones. It was all EU, so... That was really unfortunate. These guys play each other all the time. <laughs> Direct. And then uh, in group, I think it was, yeah, C, Punk, Phenom, and Smug were in the same pool. They're all, like, great <laughs> friends, and Punk and Smug live with each other right now. So it's like... Direct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it turned out that Pool A was Bonchan, Hurricane, Tokido, and Vega Patch. Weird, but all right. Was that was that like a subscription thing from Dave? Oh, David didn't switch the 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 reaction pack (laughs) because he's not here today. Are we getting Mortal Kombat stuff? Yeah, I think we're gonna get Mortal Kombat stuff and 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 David's sub messages and stuff. So there you go. Well, guys, you gotta if you're gonna do the farts, you gotta do the right one. Well, you can't do those. That that's dependent on a, a separate program. So, over for a very special Ultra Chen with farts. <laughs> but um, that one's a crazy pool right there. Now, if I said Bone Chan, Hurricane, Tokido, and Vega Patch, who would you think is making it out of that pool? Well, I mean. I know who did, but obviously I would think it would be at least Tokido, right? Right. At least Tokido, probably Bonchan. Yeah, and it was Bonchan and Hurricane. And Hurricane, obviously, one of the strongest players in Europe, has been winning everything even before this patch. Uh, I know everyone thinks Kami is super strong now, but he was doing that even before uh, the recent patch that nerfed the other top tiers. So Bonchan and Hurricane made it out of there. Luffy and Takamura made it out of theirs, which means Problem X and Jones did not. And then Punk and Phenom made it out. So Kawano and Smug didn't make it out of their pool. And then Idom and Mr. Crimson made it out of their pool, which meant Gachacoon and Bolt Strike did not make it out of their pools. I mean, that's a... Yeah, I mean, no matter what group you're playing in, you're, it's going to be a tough competition. Yeah. You know, it's it's Rebo Kumite. Every, everybody there is a top player yep. in some respect. So, I mean, uh, honestly, I, I don't think there is any pool or any group, whatever you want to call it, that much stronger than the next one, no matter which one you're in, you're running into yeah. top-level competition. So, and, and that's kind of one of the things that Logan tweeted about. He was like, it's crazy. Street Fighter Five is in a position where there's like 20 players at any point in time can beat anyone. And I was like... I don't think that's generous enough. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, there's I like agree. 40 players maybe at this point in time. It's it's crazy, dude. It's 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 Street Fighter 5 is in a position that is it's in a it's in a really interesting position that like anyone can win on any given day. So, it's not like you watch it and expect to see the same four people over and over and over again, you know. And you right. know, 
given the fact that Bonchan and Idom finished third and second respectively, but first place, and it was single elimination when they went to top eight, but first place was Mr. Crimson and Dalsim. Is Dalsim too strong? The answer <laughs> is no, but he's pretty damn good. He's I, pretty damn good. I'm almost willing to put Dalsim in top 10, and I know that might be a little complicated. No way. I, no. He's, I, 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 he's like top five. I think he's very good. Very, very good. Oh, you think he might I think, be top? I think top, I, I think top ten is too loose. I, I, I think he's a top five character. Oh, you actually think he's top five? Okay. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's top five. I thought you were calling me out on overrating Dalsim. Okay. No, no, I don't think so. No, I, I, I think he's extremely strong. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Someone in the chat just mentioned Arturo, but even Arturo at this point was like, yeah, even before the most recent buffs, I started seeing how good Dalsum was. And, you know, I, I've kind of changed my tune about that. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. He he admitted he was wrong. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the cool (laughs) things about that. You know, obviously a lot of times you can't argue and not only that, but Arturo is literally winning like a billion tournaments himself that he's been entering. So didn't he win like four NLBCs in a row or something like that? It wasn't like necessarily the NLBCs, but it was like all those like online locals and like other like smaller things that he's been running and, and just like running in there. So yeah. Yeah, Art's paying the rent with Street Fighter. It's like 2009 again. <laughs> Seriously, and it's awesome. I mean, I'm glad to see Dalsum players doing well and everything, and especially because they were so worried about the character's untimely death. But you know, here we go. This is this is uh this is Look, this- man, if you guys if you guys ever need proof that you shouldn't always listen to top players' opinions on characters. <laughs> this is a perfect example because I saw maybe one strong Dalsim actually saying that they thought Dalsim was going to be fine. Right. Every other Dalsim was like, this is it. Rest in pepperonis. He's done for. You know, <laughs> so just let, let this be a moment where you, it sinks in. They go, yeah. maybe they don't always know the best. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they said in the patch notes was they nerfed Dalsum because they thought V-Shift was going to be too good for him. And all of the top right. players, Dalsum players are like, V-Shift's not going to be that. And now they're like, yeah, V-Shift is pretty damn good for Dalsum. <laughs> Gets away from a lot of situations uh, that he hasn't been able to. But, I mean, on top of that, I don't want to make Dal. I don't want to sit here and praise Dalsum all day as a way to discredit Mr. Crimson, because obviously Mr. Crimson played out of his mind and he's just super talented. And I was really happy to see him do well with that character. And again, you know, we're talking about Dalsum being strong, but that really kind of obfuscates the fact that I felt like Mr. Crimson played so good. And- Oh, he did. Absolutely he did. And I mean, what I really liked about watching him play was how passionate he was. Mm-hmm. Every win, he was popping off. <laughs> yeah. Every, like, every... And then, you know, the crowd started cheering when it was final, final game, final round, and he just looked to the crowd, and he's like, let's go! Like, I want to hear it! And it you know, it's just... <laughs> and it's, it's, just it's just really... It's really cool to see that, because honestly, I don't see that a lot of, out of, like, mm-hmm. modern Street Fighter Five players now. Like all the all the newer guys that came in, they don't pop off like a lot of older guys. And maybe Mr. <laughs> Crimson is a veteran, but I don't know of him as like right. a veteran. I know of him as a Street Fighter Five player, so 
that was it was just really cool to, to to see that emotion coming out of him. Yeah, and it's funny too because someone said like, "Man, if he wins this tournament, get ready for the crazy pop off." And I was sitting there watching. I was like, "No way." zero percent i was like if he wins he's gonna cry like there's gonna be emotion and as soon as he won he was just like beside himself like there was no yeah. pop-off he was like oh my, he was so emotional if it wasn't for the fact that damascus and kayana and everybody all just completely mobbed him afterwards you know he probably right, yeah. would have cried dude <laughs> yeah it was, it was cool it was cool to see like i said i did you I, see I, I, I like emotion out of players i i i it's weird when to me when somebody wins a major or a or an invitational like that and they don't have any reaction. Right. Like yeah. that's that's way more odd to me than someone having big reaction, <laughs> big emotion. Did you get the chance to watch like the post interviews and stuff like that? Because you know, no, I turned it off after he okay, won. I, I figured Kayane we were doing was, something else. Kayane was pulling a James Chen. You know, she was she she uh, broke into right. tears. About how happy she was, you know, for Mr. Crimson. Obviously, she's French. He's French, so you know, she was really happy for her country mate. But you know, can I can I call out F word real quick? I need to call out F. Hang on, hang on. Before you do that, I have to call out Kayane. Get your own shtick, Kayane. Well, that's my thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I I joke that like Kayani and I have to have to do a commentary together so that after it's over we can just both cry, you know, kind of situation. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, we have the crazy. We thanks for the follow, guilty guy. I don't know how Dave. I don't know how David switches. I don't know thing. what he does either, and I so. I definitely don't have his password to change it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we'll get a fix for next week. But yeah, anyways, yeah. I want to call out F word. All right, okay, go for it. Go for F-word it. F word kept referring to the French players as Frenchies, and I couldn't stop laughing every time because I can just imagine like Logan in the back, like yeah, get the Frenchies, <laughs> and he just keeps calling the French people Frenchies. Like it was the most, it was the most like UK London thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was dying every time he said Frenchie. I was like. I don't think they want to be called that F word. Like I, I'm not French. I don't know, but I have a feeling. Like I don't want someone to call me Whitey. You know, like it's just it's kind of derogatory, man. I don't know. Oh, I don't know how it works in London, but yeah, I, I thought that was mad funny. I thought that was mad funny. I, I also told uh, F word and Logan that the reason why Idom didn't win is that they weren't commentating it together. Because every time, Yo, F- yeah, they're the they're yeah, US's the, the lucky charm, stars. man. Right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. And uh, uh, so Mr. Crimson takes it. And uh, as I had mentioned, Bonchan in third place. Luffy in fourth. So uh, it's crazy because, you know, Z was being the, you know, obviously biased towards the Asian players. But there was only right. one player in the top eight representing from Asia, and that was Bonchan. But other than that, I mean, there were two Americans in Idom and Punk. But everybody else was from the EU, so EU is just being amazing. And I do agree with what Trini says in the chat, by the way. F-Word was fantastic as a host. I really, yeah, he really, really, really yeah, was. I really liked him. As host, sorry. Ooh, I just ate, so I'm like... <laughs> Real uh, professional, James. Sagat is really strong now, Smelly Beetle. Sagat is actually really strong now. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't actually... Uh, uh, downplay Sagat anymore they've improved him a lot now so he's got to remember also they're playing offline yeah it's a bit different different playing offline 
How great was it to have an offline event like that again? Man. It was cool. It was cool. It was definitely cool. I. <laughs> it makes me want to start going to my locals that are starting again at mm. the end of the month or at the end. Of, yeah, at the end of this month, but I'm not ready. I really, after seeing that though, like, I really want to go beat up Dragon Ball Fighters players in <laughs> here. <laughs> Like, I really want to... Like, the majority of my scenes start that plays Dragon Ball Fighters still started with Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, that's their first fighting game. Right. And now Strive is coming out, and they're getting into Strive. Yeah. So they're like, hey, come out and play. And I'm like, mm, I'm vaccinated, and all of you probably are too, but it still feels a little weird for me. Right. I ate in a restaurant for the first time in, since January 2020 this past weekend, and Damn. that felt weird. So yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, it. But I just a really long-winded way of winded way of me saying, seeing an offline event really, really, really made me miss yeah. playing games offline again. Do you know what the weirdest thing was? So there's a donut shop near me that's 24 hours that I that I go to every once in a while, even during the lockdown. You know, it's still social distance and all that stuff like that. But just every once in a while, I just really need a donut. And I was in there, and there was one person in there who just did not social distance like he just was obviously not he was wearing a mask and he would actually like weirdly be kind of apologetic at times but he was standing really close to me and my roommate sometimes and i gotta tell you that felt weird like it feels weird standing next near somebody that you don't know now <laughs> it does it does dude it was very strange being mm -hmm. in a building with a mask off even yeah. even though i was eating like it just Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was odd. It was it was it felt very weird. It it still feels weird to me. Like I right. I don't Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of getting used to again, so as I mean, much the, as I want to go back to locals, I, I don't think I'll be ready for right. a few more months. I mean one of the nice things obviously is that they did bubble everybody. They tested everybody, everybody came back with negative results. They didn't let anybody really out of the hotel room and stuff like that. So they did their due diligence there. So hopefully everybody will be okay. Knock on wood, you know, kind of thing. Cause yeah, sure. never know what's going to happen. But you know, for those people wondering about that, they definitely did their due diligence and sure enough, um, oh God, it, they were all just talking about how great it felt to play offline and, like some of the players there, like Bolt Strike, like Vega Patch, who are obviously very strong players, uh, but you know, not quite to the caliber of someone like Idom or you know, or or Bon Chen and Tokido and stuff. Uh, you know, they even were saying during the course of that week, they were like in a hyperbolic time chamber and they felt like they grew so much as players just by playing with other guys offline for so long. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well. But uh, the other thing that was announced about Red Bull Kumite, and this is really interesting, is that they announced that this isn't that was the Red Bull Kumite London is not the only Red Bull Kumite of 2021. They, yeah, it looked like they're bringing one to America. That's right, and it sounds like we are going to have a Red Bull Kumite US for the first time, which I think is going to be awesome and exciting. Can't wait to hear more about it. 
I am vaccinated now, so you know, you know, I don't have to do a beginner restream of the event. You know, I'm just saying. And I, and I happen to love Street Fighter. Five. It's my favorite game. See, we I don't have David here now. Time. We don't have David here to goad you on about that. Right. I love that game. But Red you Bull love Street Fighter Five, but right? You know, actually, you know, a real talk I actually do love. Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah. If they ran, if they ran an exhibition for this one. That means it might be it there for real next time. Yeah. And if uh, you need a host commentator, I'm your guy. Red, yeah. Red Bull, I'm your guy. Red Bull, you paid me before. Pay me again, yeah. baby. I'm, I'm, I'm there right with you, too, Mo. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm looking at people in the chat here. I mean, I genuinely do really enjoy Street Fighter Five now. I mean, you know that. You know that. I think it's a great. It's in a great state. But I'm I don't, really I don't excited. hate it. It what? exists. Yeah. <laughs> You love the game. You love the game. I love Strive. If, they, if Red Bull wants to hire me, that's what they should hire me for. Not well, I mean, why wouldn't they hire someone who loves both, right? I'm just saying, why I, not both? Por que no es los dos? <laughs> Dude, you already know. You can't, you can't pretend to love a game and commentate it. Yeah, no, it's true. It, it's it true. sucks. It it's sucks. true. It's true. I mean, I always tell the story of when I commentated Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And someone made that, you know, highlight video years later and I could hear my own commentary and I could hear in my commentary how much disdain I had for that game. And I was yeah. like, man, if I was a fan of Street Fighter Cross Tekken, I would hate me so goddamn much because you <laughs> yeah. could tell I was backhanding, complimenting that game all over the place. So I will never do that again. That would so, be. Yeah. But uh, I mean, but yeah, yeah that, that'll be cool to, to see a, a Kumite in America. They've done stuff in Minneapolis before. It would be so sick if they did it in my my hometown. Um, but I would expect to be like Vegas, SoCal, Burbank. New York, something Burbank, like that. Yeah, something like that. Burbank. Atlanta, maybe. Hey, look, I mean, if you do it in Southern California, you won't even have to pay for my hotel, right? So you... <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to the next topic here. Uh, one of the funny things that happened for, actually, for Red Bull Kumite... Uh, was that Capcom released a new patch for Street Fighter V? Sure did. Out of they no sure did. Out of nowhere. I don't think anybody was expecting that at all. I think we were expecting small balance patches with each character release and then the big final patch that they talked about, and that right. was about it. But and this was actually a big balance change. <laughs> like, this was significant. Yeah, they, they literally released it while we were doing the Tuesday show last week, remember? Because I was just, yep. like, getting so distracted looking at all the Lucia changes. I remember. <laughs> I was just and... like, yeah, David, yeah, David. <laughs> they did what? You know? <laughs> and then the Kumite players had to play on that patch. Mm -hmm. I don't think it affected results very much. No, I mean, no. it didn't seem like it did. But it just, yeah, it was, it was, it was a very surprising release from capcom we didn't know anything about it and then all of a sudden so yeah and uh it's 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 a pretty significant patch and they said one of their goals in there was to try their best to really balance out the v skills and the v triggers and i really really like that goal i'm really glad they're trying to do that a little bit more it's going to be hard for a lot of the characters because one is just so good over the other but 
I, I admire that effort because that was like I always told myself if I was going to rebalance, like do an HDR third strike or whatever, like I wouldn't actually change much of the game, but I would try to change the supers and buff the ones that aren't used, you know, to try to make it a little more, you know, tempting to use some of the other ones. But um, not only that, but yeah, someone just mentioned it in the chat. Uh, they patched out Dan's Infinite. They oh, I, upon reading that change, I was like, oh, that's lame. But the way they did it is so canonically Dan. Yeah. It's so cool <laughs> that I can't even be mad that they took it out. Yep. Like they, they, there's so many other ways they could have taken that Infinite out and made it not fun or not interesting, but they chose to put in the extra effort that one out of what every eight fireballs is yeah. a red fireball that puts a character in a floating state, yep. which gives Dan a follow-up afterwards. So it's kind of a nerf and a buff. And it, it's, know, like, it, it's weird. It has better frame data. It's more plus on block. Yeah. And uh, honestly, for anyone who grew up playing the original Street Fighter 2, you know, reuse red fireball glitch there's just every once in a while you would throw a red fireball according to the people to the developers it's not a glitch that they just put it in there for fun i don't know what the actual story is but yeah sure enough in the original every once in a while you threw a fireball it would come out as red the fact that yeah. they this is basically a reference to that in the way to get rid of the infinite i think is freaking genius <laughs> and, and I mean, like, even even when Dan throws out the red god Oaken, he's like his after animation that they added is he's like, what the? Like, he doesn't know how he did that. It's such a Dan thing. Oh, it's dang. so I, cool. I didn't even know. I didn't even see that yeah, animation yeah. It, it, before. If you get that and you let the animation play out without interrupting it, like uh -huh. the little bonus after animation, he's like, what the? <laughs> He doesn't know what he did. So, That's... yeah, like, it's they, they did a really, really good job with that. I think it's probably the best way I've ever seen an infinite get patched out of a game. That's... It definitely is. Not even probably. It definitely yeah. is. That's awesome, dude. I didn't even know they they went that extra distance, dude. That's so cool. And, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then, you know, they obviously tried to buff a lot of the other characters. Nash got buffed. Ken got buffed, two characters that have been famously, you know, been considered more bottom tier for the longest of time. They made yep. Nash's Sobat kick so much better that apparently after the patch in the first four days, MOV used the move over 10,000 times in according to the uh, stat, I guess, that, it, that you can track on CFN, wow. which I didn't even know was a thing. But apparently he used the move like 10,000 times uh, in the past four, in the first four days that it got buffed. <laughs> I mean, button's kind of ridiculous now, so yeah. I don't blame him. He should have hit it 20,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> the button is great. I even saw that Ricky said that she might become a Nash player now just because that's such a Ricky button. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, Geef got nerfed. I'm sad about that one. I'm not happy about that Good. nerf. Geef got what he deserved. We you go, wake I'll, up, you choose to be a grappler, you get whatever you deserve. Are we doing this again? Abigail, Abigail got what he deserved. You are wake we, up, you choose to be a grappler, you get what you deserve. Are we doing this again, man? <laughs> Grapplers suck, man. <laughs> 
dude, you watch some of those matches, like like these Potemkin matches in the exhibition, and then also in the in the we'll talk about the twenty five v twenty five later on. But dude, you just watch poor Potemkin getting zoned out by everything, and it's just like this is grappler life, man. Poor they suffer. Potemkin. Grapplers are poor is suffering. Not even grapple. No, grapplers are definitely not. Yeah, I mean they're suffering. But not for them. It's for anyone that they play against. Dude. That, that's the suffrage. Grapplers have always been a masochistic character to play, dude. Grap playing grapplers sucks, dude. I'm telling you. I think, I think it used to be that way. I don't think it's that way in fighting games anymore. I think fighting game developers have done a much better job at making grapplers not feel like this unwinnable uphill battle you know like battle i think that a lot like abigail for two and a half seasons for example um yeah. geef up until last tuesday like a lot of grappler characters are, are good now i mean iron tager in bb tag is one of the best characters in the game i mean like freaking, it, freaking um hagger uh, in marvel 3 has been the most top eight character in evil history Abigail is barely a grappler anyway, dude. He wasn't even a, he doesn't even count as a grappler. Come on. He's definitely a grappler. He has multiple command grabs. Yeah, but he barely uses them. Those aren't his main tools, right? So that, that's not my fault. He got what he deserved. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he got nerfed pretty bad in the patch as well. So he did. He did. I think he got it worse than Geef. Yeah, I mean that actually hurt Problem X. Because he played a lot of Alex at Red Bull Kumite, so there was that he was one person who was affected. He ended up playing a lot of uh, uh, Alex as a result because he didn't feel like um, he could use Abigail as much anymore. So there you go. So he did definitely get affected by the the patch right beforehand. So and yeah, I have a cat here again. Oh. Miles has been walking around, but I haven't had a chance to pick him up. I'm sure I'll come by again, but yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought the way they they uh, nerfed quote unquote the Dan Infinite was really cool. Yeah. Um, I like Ken. I mean, that was my that's like my default Street Fighter character. Everybody thinks I'm a Blanca player, but by default, every Street Fighter if Ken is in it, that's who I pick mm. first. Uh, so I like seeing Ken be played. I'm happy that uh, you know he's. He's uh, buffed. Chris G was tweeting out about how he's going to be a Ken main now. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. I mean, he has... There was one kind of slight nerf to Ken by accident because of the buff. But uh, basically, because the first hit of the uppercut reaches farther now, um, if someone like Ryu throws a fireball, before, if you ever uppercut, heavy uppercut through the fireball... The first hit was small enough that if it didn't hit, you would sideswipe him and knock him down. But if the first hit ever hit, it was close enough that when you hit the arms and they reeled back, the rest of the hits would still hit. But now there's a there's a range where you'll hit them with the uppercut because it reaches further, pushes them away, and then your uppercut just whiffs and you die, which is kind of unfortunate. But uh, I don't know if they're going to fix that or not. Dude, G got buffed again. <laughs> you did get buffed, yeah. He can use like level two and three abilities now. Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Him. So he could. They, they keep trying to make sure level three presidentiality is good. So they keep buffing it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, wasn't that like part of the problem before? Though, is a lot of players just preferred the level two buffs. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So they didn't go to level three. Yep. So now if you can go to level three and you have the level two option there, why wouldn't you? Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but no, I mean, I, I felt like they did a really good job with this patch. I mean, again, one of the greatest things to see was that some characters literally got no changes. You know, so it's just like, it's nice to see that they're not just tweaking things just to tweak things. And even, uh, you know, somebody else was like, I'm who doesn't even like Street Fighter was like, you know what? Uh, I couldn't believe I, I it was hard for me to believe that maybe one person could hold back the battle designers of the game, you know, as much as it they, as it was. But maybe I have to start believing now because <laughs> the way that it's turning out at this point in time. I mean, if you look at like season one, two, and three, you're kind of just like, oh no, what's going on? Right. And then now all of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, this is great. So <laughs> those oh no years, you just don't want to think about those. You want to move on to the oh yeah years. Exactly. That's where we are now. Exactly. Oh man. But yeah, no, the game is, uh, uh, I think, is in a good position at this point in time. Again, I think it's really, really nicely done. I like what they did with the patch, but uh, really don't have much else to add about that. Do you? Yeah, let's move on, on, man. Let's keep it moving. All right. Like we said uh, to everybody before, we apologize ahead of time. Uh, we normally have an interview every week, of course. This week we do not have a guest because uh, they couldn't make it at the last second. Oh yeah, that yeah, Lucia also got buffed pretty decently too. She got some very significant changes, and I am having cats all over my table over here right now. What is going on here? Uh, they're behind me, so. <laughs> but yeah, no, my character definitely got buffed. So, and Ultra David couldn't make it here today. He's not going to be here today. He's not going to be here next week either. Uh, but we're holding it down for while he's out. So for two different okay, reasons David, too that David can't he's make the in shows. prison. Yeah, two different crime accounts. He's in prison right now. Yeah, that guy was out uh, there breaking the law once again, and now he's going to be stuck in prison for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's he's I think he's like what moving next week. So yeah, I mean we're going to run a tournament soon to raise the bail money for Ultra David. Yeah. You know, it's the GoFundMe <laughs> to bail Ultra David out of jail. Speaking of James, we got a we got a topic down here. Oh, okay. That has come up in the Street Fighter Five community due to a Twitter beef, I believe, between two players that started off, I believe, again, I could be wrong on this, the details are fuzzy to me now because I've been trying to track this through <laughs> random Twitter threads. But I believe they agreed to pay for $500. One of the players didn't have the money. They wanted to change it to $50. And now they're talking about crowdfunding the rest of the money for the money match. James, what do you think about this? Because, man, do I have some thoughts. Uh, I didn't know what this was about. And then you started explaining it to me. And my first reaction in my head was, oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. No way no way are you going to crowdfund a money match because the whole point of a money match is you put up or you shut up and so, uh here's the thing though from what i understand one of the two parties that are trying to play to that have a twitter beef on street fighter 5 has done this before this isn't new like this is something that they've done before 
where they put up like a hundred dollars or whatever and then crowdfunded the rest of the bot. So apparently like Street Fighter Five players are just about this. I I don't know, man. This is really weird to me. No. I, I, <laughs> No. I, I don't. I, I wish I had all the details. Like I said, I've been trying to like gather it together through random shit talk Twitter threads and piece the story together. I'm not, I don't even want to put the two players on blast. Like, if you guys really want to go find it, you can go find it in the Twitterverse. Right. I just, I just couldn't believe that crowdfunding a money match was even something that popped into someone's head. Look, like medical bills, I get hardships, I get. Trying to start a new product, I get. Trying to start a company, an LLC, I get. Money matches? No, what the fuck? What is wrong with you? That is, like, not what GoFundMe should be for at all. What are you doing? Yeah, look, the, the whole point of it is this. You're willing to bet a lot of money because you're pretty sure you're not going to lose. Right? That's the whole thing, right? So when you're like, I'll bet you $5,000 because that's a free $5,000 for me. Thank you. Right? If you're putting up money, like if you are that confident that you're going to win, that you are going to do a money match, what do you even need to crowdfund it for? You're not going to lose. You're not supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to be putting something on the line that matters. Like that's the, right. the point. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I saw this on Twitter. We had a pretty low amount of topics to go over. <laughs> I just thought we'd bring it up and both agree that right. it's one of the stupidest fucking things we've ever heard because. Yeah, so Prosody J asks, how did the OG money matches with Marvel 2 work with like 26K and stuff? So that was like when Duck and Sanford played against each other, it wasn't a money match necessarily between the players directly. They had a certain amount of money put up, but the rest of the money was literally handled by, I think it was Haman and Watson. We're like, that the book, right. yeah, right. <laughs> That's not about right, especially uh, Hamad. They basically uh, were the bookies for that, and so they just made sure that everybody who put in their money, they pulled in that money, and then the players who won their bet on the other side ended up getting their money, basically. So, you know, that's kind of yeah. how it worked. But uh, yeah, so it's not like Duck and you know. Sanford were playing for 26k right exactly exactly so <laughs> though there have been some money matches that have gone into some crazy realms but you know that is because you know that is where that confidence comes from and so you know I know there's like this weird thing like people don't want to talk about money matches or like you know because it's betting or whatever like that but it's such a it's such a integral part of FGC history that I don't have any problem with money matches and I kind of miss them sometimes. <laughs> I, I honestly do. I miss the Marvel money matches because they they'll, were high. They'll come, back with, they'll come back with Tribe. They'll come back with offline play. Nobody wants a money match online. Yeah. Even true. if the netcode is fantastic, I, I still don't want a money match. Like, I'll play in the tournament, but I don't want a money match. Right, like, that's, yeah. more, that's more personal. There's more pride on the line. And I don't want an internet connection getting in the way of that. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. But yeah. Okay. Anyways, we can move on. I don't have anything else to add. I just thought it was something dumb to talk about. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So let's move on. So obviously we also have the viewer questions, usually have the poll and everything like that. 
again, David wasn't around. He's usually one that handles the, the, the poll questions. I completely forgot to take care of that. So uh, better next we put out a quick tweet. We got one response to it, so we'll answer that question right here. You get an automatic answer. Uh, <laughs> what are the pros and cons of having a more accessible fighting game? And in fact, there was a little bit more to the question here. Let me get you the rest of this question over here. Uh, let me see if I can get this uh, whole question for you guys over here. So what are the pros and cons of having a more accessible fighting game? And what kind of game do you prefer? Easy access or more difficulty? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think we've... It depends on what you mean by more accessible. Like that, 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 that's, that's a hard way to describe what I'm thinking, what they mean, mm -hmm. which is just easier, right? Accessible right. and easy aren't the same thing. Right. Um, uh -huh. But I, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I think the question is asking is games like Guilty Gear Strive or Grand Blue or even Dragon Ball Fighters, things like that, mm -hmm. where it's more appealing to new players is, mm -hmm. is what they're asking. And I, I think we've seen the, the cons of it through the past few years. Again, through Dragon Ball and Grand Blue and now Guilty Gear Strive. The con is that uh, people look at it from a distance and go, that game has no depth. I don't want to play it. It has no depth. <laughs> it's not like such and such game. It's, it's not deep. And the pro side of it is literally everything else. They get more players. More people are interested in trying the game. Um, and at the end of the day, it turns out those games aren't so shallow. Right. It turns out they actually are deep every single time. Mm -hmm. Every single time this has happened. And I can think all the way back to like Street Fighter 4 when veterans were complaining about like <laughs> ultra easier inputs and things like that. He had yeah. ultras and, uh -huh. and, and, and this game is dumb. And like, literally since I came into the FGC 12 years ago, it's been the same song and dance of every new game that comes out. People are going to think it's not deep enough, yeah. and then two years later they eat their they eat their words. So I, I I don't think there's much of a real con to making games a little bit more accessible, mm. a little bit easier to get into. I don't think there's any real negative to it, besides the one thousand or so old fighting game heads that are going to complain for <laughs> six months, like whatever. If I'm if I'm a developer, whatever. Right. We'll see in a year. I mean, um, which do I prefer more? I prefer. Guilty Gear Strive and Dragon Ball and, and Grand Blue because I don't have nine hours to put into a video game every day anymore. I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not fifteen. Yeah. So so games where I can focus more on my Oki <laughs> and my neutral rather than execution, that's nothing but a plus for me. Right, that, that's right. amazing. Hmm. It's always funny to me because execution is like the one thing that I feel like doesn't take up any time. I know I mentioned that last week, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't want to misquote David on this. And, I'm, you know, I'll, we'll have to make sure that, you know, I have this right. But I, I, I remember he, he, one of his things that he always says is there's really no such thing as a simple fighting game, right? They're always going to be kind of complicated because fighting games are just hard. That's just the way they are. And, you know, the way Guilty Gear Strive is, I mean, from even just seeing some of the stuff that we were learning, you know, from their own, from Theory Fighters tutorials, and then seeing some of the shit that the, the top players were doing with the RC Drift and the Fast Cancel, like, honestly, I, I, 
I stick with what I said last week after we watched the the the, the after we played the beta that I think we're only ten percent through of what we can do with RC Drift because uh, RC Drift and Fast Cancel is just absolutely gross. I mean, these players yeah. were doing it like they're they like they've been doing it forever. Like Chip Samita was doing the overhead kick, fast cancel into jump kick to be able to get overhead combos and and things like that. And so you know they were already showcasing a lot. Goichi did one thing that was disgusting with Ramlethal. He threw a sword at Sonic Fox. Sonic Fox, and then he ro purple Roman canceled it and chased it. And then uh, Sonic Fox had to block the sword, and you know how the sword hits the wall and then blows up after a while. But Goichi right. was dashing at uh, da dashing at them, so Sonic Fox stayed blocking. So Goichi dashed up, did dust, hit with the overhead, hit Sonic Fox into the sword explosion, and kept the combo going. <laughs> so didn't even get the launch from the dustist, connected with the dust. Yep. Exactly. And, and yeah, That's thank you for the follow. Uh, <laughs> big follow message. Rawr. Yeah. Yeah. Now my but, cat wants to bite. But yeah, no, I mean, like, we're we're only scratching the surface, in my opinion, of what is possible with this guy. Oh, God. <laughs> thank you big for follow. the follow, Visceral. Thank you for the follow, Gamer Lewis. I think we're going to leave this here because I think people like seeing this follow message. And I'll do that every time. I'll do my Mortal Kombat voice every time yeah, it shows no up. No so more, don't do it. No we, have two, we have two sets of uh, notifications. David usually switches them, but uh, I don't know how he does it. So <laughs> we're stuck with David's classic... Uh, uh, I'm just on Twitch alerts, but yeah, I don't know what he does to do it either. Okay, so. okay. <laughs> Oh man! This is what we got for this week, guys. Yep. But uh, anyways, where were you on that subject? James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, look, there's no such thing as an easy fighting game. So uh, this question, I kind of, I'm in the same boat with you. Like, it's a weird question because accessibility is not the same thing necessarily as difficulty. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I saw someone else mention it in the chat, but it's always one of my premier examples is melee. Right. Melee is super easy to get into. Like you can you can barely make a game more accessible than melee, and then you play it at the highest level, and it is one of the most execution intensive fighting games in all of fighting. Like outside of MVC two, I don't know if there is a, a fighting game that's more execution intense. Like, those are the two that I always hold to the highest standard of execution level, uh, MVC2 and Melee. Honestly, you can make games that are accessible. The, 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 the key really is, can you come up with modes? Like, one of the th genius things that Melee did, that they didn't do intentionally, of course, was that they promoted the free-for-all mode with items and with, you know, kill counts instead of stocks and stuff like that. And it was really about the players taking it and turning it into something more competitive with the hard rules, no items, final destination, you know, meme and stuff like that. But, you know... Like, I think fighting games might actually want to look into doing stuff like that. Maybe ma spending the time making sure the main mode of the game isn't necessarily the competitive mode, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Man, I, I couldn't disagree more. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I, a part, of, part, of, part of why I don't like 
I don't want to say I don't like Smash. I, I like Smash. Part of what makes the competitive scene odd for me is they don't play the video game that was given to them. Right. They don't. They don't play the video game. They made their own video game within the video game, essentially. I like just playing what the devs give me. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to have to go and change a bunch of rules and well, time. I don't think. I don't want to, that, that seems that's too much for me. I, like, I don't. I, I don't even know if it necessarily needs to do that. But like, literally, there's just two modes, right? So there's a mode of the fighting game that you play that doesn't have any serious ranked. But if you actually want to play ranked, then you have to play the hardcore competitive version. Like, you don't have to change the rules. It's just one of the modes in there. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, for me, it's just, I, I think about, again, I think about this topic all the time because I want to figure out a way to make it so more people will play fighting games. And a large part of that, I feel like, is that, you know, obviously we have people like you who are super competitive and just enjoy that grind and like beating up on other people. A lot of other people are coming off of work and they're tired and this is not their main thing. They just want to do something after they've put the kids to sleep and the wife is like, I'm going to go watch TV in my room. And they just want to sit down and be like, I've had a long day. I just need to play a fighting game. I like fighting games. And then you go on ranked and it's just like, ah, you know, and it's like stressful. You can play on ranked. Nobody forcing you to play ranked. <laughs> There's one ranked mode. Yeah, but it's not quite the same, right? Because the game kind of... That's what I mean by promoting the other modes. Like, if it felt like there was just a casual mode in Street Fighter, but the problem is ranked is what everybody talks about and what everybody kind of focuses on. When you go on the network, ranked is the first option there, etc., etc., you know, like... I just feel like that there should be a way that makes it feel a little less stakes are required, you know. You just move the cursor over and it says unranked. <laughs> and then there's no stakes. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. I, I don't like if, if the stakes are what bothers you then play the version without the stakes. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean even then like I don't know. There's just something about the way fighting games are. It feels like that that's what they promote mo mainly. More fighting than games any. are competitive. That's what they are. Yeah. It, you know, that's just how that is. It's true. I don't, true. I don't, I don't, I mean, sports games are the same, right? And like, they're not really considered like heavy esports at the moment. So they yeah. they have ranked and they have unranked. Like, that's just all the cool stuff you could do with sports games. There's ranked and unranked still, so I don't know if it's just like fighting games that are the ones that are like that. I think anything that you have a score at the end is going to be like that right. probably for a very long time. Hmm. Yeah. I I guess the main point being is that I don't see accessible and difficulty as two separate things. You know, in the second half of the follow-up question, which do you prefer? You know, easy access or difficult? And like I said, I just don't think that there's a reason to have them be separated. I think you can do both of them at the exact same time. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus was a great example. I think that they did an awesome job with that. It's just the netcode kind of ruined that because, well, I'm sorry, I should say the pandemic ruined it. But that was exacerbated by the fact that there was no good way to play it online. Uh, but yeah. I, I really honestly believe you can make a game that it's easy, accessible, that has a level of difficulty. And I actually think that's what people prefer the most because it gives them something to strive for, right? Uh, no pun intended. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, oh, come on. That was, a, that was a good time for a pun. What are you doing, James? <laughs> 
but <laughs> like I think that's I think that's the right way to make a game and and the ways I mean honestly the, Stri the way Strive is designed it looks like it's simple you get these cool counter hit messages and you feel like a god when you Fafner somebody in the face but I think the game is going to get really complicated as time moves on and and you know I think that's a good thing I think that is the right way to design a fighting game. Simple on the, you know, minute to learn, lifetime to master, you know, Othello kind of things. And Othello is not even that hard to master, honestly. So, Well, I think we're mastering getting through these topics, James. What's next? <laughs> do we want to take a break anywhere or do you want to just screw it? Man, let's just run it. Let's just run it for the people one time. We're doing it live. All right, all right, all right. Let's just do it. Just, just no breaks, no breaks. Just run it through all gas, no breaks. All right. Well, uh, in terms of game news, uh, KOF 15, we we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. Uh, Leona was revealed for KOF 15, and then this, that was two weeks ago. And then last week they outed Rolf and Clark. Uh, revealed. They, they did. did another one of those dual character reveals and uh, honestly I felt like this last trailer was really cool um, but I'm curious what your thoughts are first and foremost I actually have a positive thing to say about KOF 15 okay the metal slug stage is so sick <laughs> that is so cool that stage is ridiculous yeah <laughs> Uh, the trailer was okay. Uh, I still like get the vibes that they like just kind of stuck an intern on editing who's never really done it before. There's moments in the trailer where the characters' mouths are moving and nothing is coming out. Uh, it's really weird for me to see. Ralph and Clark look cool. I mean, they they actually looked, you know, decently animated, and they didn't have many. Like I've noticed a trend. If a character has VFX, like if they have a fireball or something uh -huh. like that, they're way uglier than if they don't in this game. Like I think the <laughs> the VFX are just really gross looking to me. Okay. So like Ralph and Clark look pretty much fine. I mean, I I didn't really have anything bad to say. Like I said, the the trailer was cut weird, but the Metal Slug stage made up for I mean, any qualms I may have had with that trailer. That, that stage was just so dope. I mean, the coolest thing about this last trailer, though, I mean, it was cut uniquely because. There were only two real clips, and it was just the two characters fighting, so we actually got to see more of the fighting action. We finally got to see some form of quick max cancel, uh, where they would cancel a normal into, you know, power up, but it looked like they had to manually dash to keep the combo going, but we hadn't seen that before. We hadn't seen anything like that before. Previously, we had seen the purple mechanic that looked like a new focus attack right uh it looked like the cd attack and uh uh what did i call it again uh because it's armored and the 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 cd attacks are called blowbacks i called it an armored blowback cd so it's the abcd right now that's what i'm calling it uh because i i i just didn't want to call it focus attack all the time because i just think that that kind of sucks like just calling it the focus attack so i it's i just attack. what's that it's a blocus attack. A blocus attack. attack. It's a blocus attack. A blocus attack. Okay. No, I'm gonna stick with the ABCD for now. <laughs> but um, does it does it bother you? You know, someone who's been streaming the the 
the YouTube stuff and, and all that and following the game, does it bother you that they're like 20 characters deep and we have gotten no word of mechanics, we've gotten no view of the UI, we have no idea how the characters select screen? Like, th- that bothers me. I'm not even like necessarily looking forward to the game right. or not, but it bothers me that SNK has been silent. They keep putting out these two to five minute trailers, which is fine. Like, it's cool they're putting this out weekly. But that just means there's like what seventeen weeks of trailers that right. <laughs> we've gotten no information about the game that uh, that, that worries me, man. That they've shown nothing. They've shown nothing and talked about nothing. Look, I'm I'll, still waiting for my expectations to be shattered. Look, I, I, all I'm gonna say is, yeah, I, I would like to see some mechanic stuff. Now they've been revealing stuff. Every new trailer, they seem to reveal one new thing. Like, uh, I mean, obviously not always a big thing. Like one week it was, oh, there are taunts in the game, you know, oh, another week. Oh, look, there's the role. We finally saw the role and, uh, you know, but they keep adding little things. So like when they did show the, the, the blocus attack, the ABCD, when they actually did show the, that, and then this one, they finally showed something like a max cancel, really lending us to believe that um, there are, like me and Olaf talk about this all the time, we really do feel like that there are two grooves to pick, like an advanced and EX mode. Like uh, I just like wish before. they would say something, man. Like yeah. the game got announced three years ago and we, we just don't know anything. Yeah. It just feels like Capcom used to be really bad about this stuff too, but even Capcom at their worst is, was better with communication. Right. I, mean, I mean, obviously they're great now, but... Look, the, the, the way to know is to be fair, Olaf was like, I really want them to put out a mechanics trailer, please. <laughs> so, you know... Yeah, for the love of God. and Show us a meter or two, man. Right. Now, I want to see a health bar or, or a super meter, anything. Right. The interesting thing, though, is that, you know, uh, digital E3 is coming around the corner, and so was the time at which Evo was supposed to be. And usually there's always some crazy announcements coming out soon around that time. So for me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my breath and wait till a little bit deeper into summer before we finally can actually get any of that kind of stuff. I, I mean, E3 is in what, like two weeks? Is it in two weeks? Oh, yeah, it's I think like you're two right, weeks, man. I think you're two right. Three, like the 11th or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's around there, but, so it, it's it's coming. Right, but the other thing too is you know they've shown twenty characters or whatever like that. But the crazy thing is that really honestly makes me believe this game is going to launch with like fifty some characters, which I think will be super cool. So, because I mean the last game launched with fifty characters, and so I think that there's a good chance that this game might just here you go, is a crap ton of characters. So. Uh, I mean, a lot of them have looked like, you know, kind of copy-pasted, so... Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, if that's their plan of reusing a lot of KOF 14, you know, assets, which is right. totally fine. Don't make me have to sound like a bad guy for saying that. I think reuse of assets is a smart video game development <laughs> thing to do. They should do that. But if they're going to do that, then yeah, I hope there's a lot of characters. It's weird, because it's definitely hit or miss. Because I understand where everybody's coming from with King... But then I thought like Ryo and Robert and Ralph and Clark and Leona and Mai, like they all look really good, even though they're reused assets from the previous, you know. So it's it's weird that like it just feels like some characters got love. Maybe the King trailer was made a long time ago and she looks better right now. I don't know. It's like it's really weird. But for sure, it felt like some characters got a lot more love. Like Andy, for example, because Andy was the meme. In 14, yeah, right? Yeah, Andy did get a lot of love. Yeah, so... 
Yeah, they really miss an opportunity not giving Rio his old stance, I think. Oh, the... <laughs> yeah, I think he should yeah, have had that. I miss that stance. I miss Especially that. with Dan being in Street Fighter Five. I think they should have had. I think they should have had him with his original stance. That would have been. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. I would have liked that too. <laughs> but uh, uh, beyond that, uh, they also announced. Uh, we'll talk about it again because I can't remember if we talked about. it, But they did announce Samurai Showdown coming out on Steam finally after way too late. And honestly, I just don't know if I care at this point. I just because if it sure doesn't. Don't. If it doesn't come out with a package bundle, you have to pay $120 for the whole game on Steam. Sure will. Like, everybody who... For, for, for a two-year-old game with no update to the netcode or the lobbies. Right. And, and, and for people who did go and buy it on the Epic Game Store, you know, it's just like... It's like, uh, it's too little too late, man. It's just... Yep. Uh, it's frustrating. Sure is. But, I mean, for those oh, well. people who haven't played it ever and were like, I won't play it because it's not on Steam, I mean, here's your chance. But, again, if it's, like, $120, then it's not – I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to say, yeah, you should give it a shot, you know. <laughs> <sighs> Dream cancel. I've been – I don't live in California. I've been green screened yep. since I started on here in October. <laughs> yep. And even though David lives in SoCal – He's been green screened as well, and in fact, yeah, yeah. we're we probably going to stick with that in the future. Just, it's just, it's not fair to make David drive all the way from Hollywood to here all every week. Listen here, James Chen. In a few months, I'm coming out to visit David, and we're doing an in-person uh, Tuesday show. Oh all right? yeah, I, I, okay. If that's the out. case, hundred percent, absolutely, yes, absolutely. No, that, that is that is the, the game plan. Oh okay, I had no idea. Then yeah. David, David. David said I can come visit, so I'm just gonna make it on, like through a Tuesday, so I can we can do the show in person. I think it'd be fun. No, trust me. There's ways to live in Hollywood and not be loaded. Trust me. Trust me. Hollywood. The thing about it is, like, if you've never actually been to Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood's. Actually, I've been there. I've seen it. It's kind of a dump. Okay, Hollywood is not the greatest. James said place. it, not me. What's that? You said it, not me. Yeah, Hollywood is kind of a dump uh, if you've actually ever been there. That's why all the studios are not actually in Hollywood. That's why all the studios are in Burbank. Because <laughs> Hollywood is kind of a dump. Uh, it's not, they've made it nicer. Like, seriously, 10 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, like, Hollywood was like, you go there at night and you are scared you're going to get mugged. Like, it's, it's, it's like that, basically. <laughs> it's not the greatest place. So, um, I mean, love thy side blade. If it's your hometown, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, moving on here, uh, Ryu and Chun have come out in battle in Power Rangers battle for the grid today. And we've seen the trailers. Chun-Li, I mean, I think Shady K just had a blast designing this character, trying to put as much UMVC3 and TVC and all this <laughs> stuff into her as possible, because she looks absolutely insane. I've already seen a one-touch death combo for her put on Twitter already, and she's doing OTP. I mean, that's, that's just par for the course for right? Battle for the Grid, though. 
Like if you if you can't one touch, you're probably not a viable character, right? It's true. It's true. Um, but but both yeah, both Ryu and Chun look really good. Um, I don't play the game competitively, but it seemed like all the players were already in love with both of them, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout outs to them. I mean, that's another one of those like fighting games that could. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just yeah, it's, it's pushing through, keeping creating content, and it's rollback netcode, right? So you know, we don't talk about that game enough. It feels like sometimes, probably not giving it enough uh, credit, to be honest with you, with how much it actually does. Because I remember when the game first came out, it felt like an indie game, you know. But it has grown a lot since then. So I mean, has- when the game first came out, if you drop, if you blocked a jumping attack, you couldn't block a crouching attack or a low attack after. Oh, really? So, yeah, it was a bug that was in the game for like three weeks. I want to say after oh, release, like it was God. there for a long time. Oh man! But they they've they've fixed it and they've improved the game drastically over mm-hmm. the years. So. Yeah, big ups to, to, to them, man. A lot of people really love that game, and it has pretty good netcode. So. Yeah, and, and people in the chat, Gibby, saying it has cross-play. Cyril the Hero says that it, does. it has good it lobbies. Does. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing all the stuff that fighting game players ask for. So yeah. if you guys haven't tried the game and you like Versus Styles game, you should definitely give it a try. <laughs> it's not expensive. It's like a $15, $20 game for the base. <laughs> And if you like broken games, I mean, that's definitely one of the the vampire savior school of thought of everybody's kind of busted. Go have fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, For sure. For uh, sure. VF5 Esports. I didn't see the trailer. Did you actually watch that trailer that they came out? It's an announcement. Or... It's an announcement of an announcement or something like that. Oh, oh, the the, vir- the virtual fighter. No, it, it's not. A, it's a it's a full announcement. Oh, was virtual it full? fighter five, an updated version of virtual fighter five is hitting PS4 on June first. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. The rumor right now is that if you're a PS Plus subscriber, you get it for free. It's the, one of the games of the month. Really? Yeah, it's one of the games of the month, like on release. So a lot of games mm. have been doing this to gather more players for example like rocket arena did it when it came out um rocket league did that when it came out it was free to get if you got it within x amount of time so hopefully this gathers more you know more new players for a very old fighting game but it's been graphically updated so i would imagine it'll look nice what i'm concerned is did they update the netcode is it rollback they didn't mention (laughs) at all so if it's not rollback, if that code sucks, that game is going to flounder because it's already a really hard game. Right. I'm trying to see right now if I can find the actual trailer because... Uh, you I just actually... passed it up, James. What's that? Scroll up. You just passed it up. Uh, there's this. Right but... there. Oh, I see. I, did, I just totally missed the link. I thought it was a picture, yep. not a trailer, but here you go. Yeah, I guess I can uh, put this on the stream really quick for people to watch. Throw it up. Yeah, let's actually do this over real quick. Because, uh, like I said, I haven't had a chance to see this yet. So let's see what this looks like. All right. Uh... People tell me that if I just spoke more softly, others may find it easier to forgive I condemn you. Freeze to the core. I for an eye. Sorry. And there we go. All right. Let's take a look at this. Oh, 
Trailblazing 3D Fighter Returns. Go time, baby. I don't know what trailer blazing now. This game is like 24 years old. <laughs> it does look maybe a little better than before, or I'm not they sure. remade it? Yeah, they completely remade it. Ready? Like, I feel like the models are better than they were before. <laughs> I love some of the moves in this game, man. Virtual Fighter is dope to watch. Yeah. I would never want to play a competitor. You want to talk about not accessible games? Here's one. That's so pretty. Yeah. The animations are incredible. Even, you know, like seriously, like 15 years later, I think the game is that old now. But 2006 it came out, I think. Yeah, I was always one of the people that used to believe that, you know, I always thought Virtual Fighter was way better looking than Tekken because, one, not only I thought the animations were better, but I also just liked the fact that the game was bright. Tekken had that reputation of having nothing but these black stages and stuff like that and just, like, kind of right. dark. But, I mean, obviously that's just not the case anymore because Tekken 7 is a goddamn beautiful game. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is, I mean, like, is it going to be rebalanced? Is it going to have rollback? I, I don't code? think so. I think, I think it's just final showdown and that's, that's that, but they didn't, they haven't mentioned the, the net code. So yeah, it says, you think that if it had like rebound or re, excuse me, redone net code that they would mention it, but they, they didn't. According to this article on IGN, it says it will include new background music for every stage, a new user interface, a new opening cinematic, and new lighting and shaders. In addition to updated graphics and background music, it will allow players to spectate online matches in real time and will include the ability to build round robin style online tournaments. The private and public lobby system will support up to 16 players and will include new communication tools like stamps. So there you go. Cool, but what about the netcode? They haven't said anything about the netcode. Exactly. Uh, so, but you I know. do think their official site has like some clock countdown that's still going down right now. Uh, oh, yeah, we did a first attack for VF5 Showdown a long time ago. It wasn't our first attack. It was definitely Gerald's, L.A. Akira's. <laughs> he was the one <laughs> teaching everybody how to play that game. That was the first time I ever learned about turns by the way was when gerald was teaching us virtua fighter 5 because you've never had to deal with turns in 2d games before that was never anything that you had to care about so honestly if it wasn't for that and me learning tekken street fighter 5 would probably still be a mystery to me right now <laughs> i mean you had to definitely take your turn in street fighter 4 kind of the frame you... frame data mattered yeah no because you could always backdash and you could always count on people messing up, and you could always uppercut FADC, right? If I'm Cammy and I'm like yeah, block something, I just want I just uppercutted. Like you don't have to respect the turns in those games, you know. It's a little different, but um, don't need to get into that debate here. Uh, we've definitely run over time on this one. I didn't think we would talk about this one for that long, but let's keep going. Uh, a new fighting game, let me add some time to the clock over here just so we can keep talking about this. But a new fighting game uh, was announced called Blazing Strike. Now this is a game that had a Kickstarter a long time ago and did not succeed. Uh, but uh, I guess Axis is picking it up now 
and uh, it's an it's a brand new two D fighting game, sprite based, with basically trying to pay homage to like CVS two looks and stuff like that. So uh, it's a new game to look out for. I know a lot of people out there still love the 2D sprite work. They still want to see more fighting games and 2D sprite work. So uh, if that's something that interests you, check out Blazing Strike. Uh, look that up on... I don't, let me see if they... Do they have like an official just Blazing... Uh, if they did, I didn't find it. Blazing Strike uh, Twitter. No. Uh, I can't find it. In any case, uh, that one has announced that they have GGPO in the game. So they have officially right. announced that they have GGPO in that game. So even more reasons to check that out. Uh, yeah, Melted well, Blood is... Well, if it plays like CVS too, then I'll be in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how similar. Like, I don't know if it's going to be grooves and stuff like that. But again, the 2D sprite animation looks really sick so far. It looks pretty nice. And then... Uh, yeah, I only only saw the, like the one still screenshot. Okay. So I have no idea. And then uh, uh, Them's Fighting Herds also got a patch. Um, and this one, and this surprised me because if you had told me the game was 720p natively before, I wouldn't have believed you because it's a beautiful looking game. But apparently it's a 720p game and they've upgraded in this patch to be full true 1080p. So they, nice. it's not like scaled up sprite work. Now the sprite is natively 1080p. So the game is going to be a lot more, you know, it's going to be even better looking. There's a few patch, uh, like balance changes and stuff like that. But the major thing is that this is now supporting 1080p directly. And I, and I think that's really cool. cool. So shout outs to them doing good stuff for the community as well. So uh, in terms of community news, uh, let's move on to that. They've announced the Tekken Online Challenge. So for a few days, Bandai Namco was tweeting out a video that would go three, and everyone's like Tekken Tag three, and then uh, the next day it was two, and everyone's like, oh, it's a countdown, and then one, and then uh, they announced their new plans for what they're doing this year for Tekken World Tour, and it is the Tekken Online Challenge. It's going to start on June 1st, and it's going to include over $100,000 in prize pool pot bonuses for all the events. So during the course of playing the Tekken Online Challenge, there is $100,000 plus to be given out. Uh, they're starting with dojo events like they did last year. Uh, dojo events, of course, you have to are locals that you register into the Tekken Online Challenge. Uh, there will be master events starting in August, which I'm I'm guessing are going to be like major online events like the CPT stuff, uh, and there's going to be regional finals. And so uh, you can check that out. There's a trailer for that coming out there, and uh, they just had a patch too, right? I think Tekken just had a patch. Was it like today, or is it one? Or if there's like Did a day? I I remember seeing. Yeah, some, I, I didn't see anybody talking about it, but I don't follow a lot of Tekken players either. Not out yet. Okay, it's not out yet, but uh, they definitely said that they were going to do a patch, and a lot of people are thinking maybe Lydia might get nerfed or something like that. You know, we'll see what happens. But 
Um, but yeah, Tekken right. is starting up again. So if that is something uh, that you're interested in as a player, uh, you know, keep an eye out for more Tekken Online Challenge stuff. Organize some locals. Get into those dojo events, man. I think that's really, really cool. Again, uh, what yeah, the dojo stuff is really dope. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, we were talking about it last week. We reported that Daigo had COVID and that he was in the hospital and that he was being taken care of and stuff. Well, the good news is Daigo is out of the hospital. He is okay now. Uh, unfortunately, he had to celebrate his 40th birthday in the hospital. Uh, but Rough. a bunch of players recorded messages for him, wishing him well and everything. I saw that. That was cute. Yeah, and he is officially out of the hospital now, and he is doing much better. So, uh, good stuff to Daigo. Oh, apparently, according to Forrest, he even streamed. Uh, him and Peter said that he even streamed earlier today or yesterday. So, that's really, really cool. So I did read that he also said that COVID was like hell. So Yeah. Ugh. That sucks. That sucks. Man, I hope, Ugh. I really hope Japan gets their shit together with vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really hope they do. It's crazy, too. Can you imagine, like, if we lost Daigo to COVID, dude? Oh, don't, dude, knock on wood, that, dude. I don't even want to I mean, he's fine, he's fine now. He's good now. He's yeah, fine. Yeah, I just don't even like, want to. Can you imagine, like. I don't even want to think about it, dude. I don't even want to think picture, about it. Fix your shit, Japan. You have the infrastructure. You can do it. Just I, it's just it crazy to me because they had been doing pretty well for a while. Like, what just, did they just, they, they just opened up too soon. Right? I mean. Well, they're, they're, they just don't have a good infrastructure for vaccinations right now right, yeah it's extremely hard to get one out there and they're yeah. not being progressive on getting vaccinations to their citizens i mean yeah you mentioned it so, last week I, look what Majin obama had to do right so and now he has to fly back in three weeks to get his second dose yeah exactly so like uh that sucks man it yeah. sucks I, I hope they get their shit together i really do and then, of course, uh, a little bit of bad news here. This is unfortunate. I wasn't even fully abreast of the situation until I talked to you a little bit earlier. Uh, but the MKX Twitch Rivals was postponed. And uh, I wasn't sure why. But apparently the reason why was because players were getting DDoS during the tournament and doxxed as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they're From what I understand is they weren't sure how this person was getting the information to throw into the chat but they were they whoever was doxing players uh giving out their full names and addresses and things like that what probably happened i talked to some it friends of mine that are knowledgeable about this stuff and how uh -huh. you get that information they believe that like the most logical thing that would have happened is this person played like ranked matches against these players uh -huh. at some point and took note of, they, they used a program to get their IP address, took note of their IP address, looked up their information, and then when Twitch Rivals happened, started spewing stuff into the chat. Like, that's the most logical way they could have got that information, right? So they don't think it was, like, a direct attack on Max and the commentators and the players right then and there, but they do think that maybe they, they got that information previously and then decided to try to ruin Twitch Rivals with it. Why? I mean, unless you're just like people suck. I don't know, man. I right. That's just really what it comes down to. Is just people suck. But like, if it wasn't that, like, it's just is it just like some MK11 fan that's like, yeah, you should be running. They, they have 
They have no idea. I mean, people just do that stuff because they think it's funny, you know? Right. Like, it could certainly happen to any, you, me, or David on here at one, at one point. Yeah. I mean, people people just like to be mean. I mean, <laughs> just, Smelly that's Beetle. That's all there is to it. So. Smelly Beetle. I think I just want an excuse to read his name all the time. But uh, he's just, <laughs> he's right. Some people just want to see the world burn, dude. Like, it's just the way it works, right? So, so they have rescheduled top eight. Okay. Um, I, I I don't have any inside information on this, guys. I'm just assuming uh, they did announce they rescheduled top eight. I would imagine they're going to make those players play top eight off stream, since it's, and and uh, what like not they're going to pre-record those matches oh, and then right. have the commentators live commentate it. That's what I would imagine they do just to avoid issues. You know, like I that's that's what I would imagine. I don't know if that's what Twitch is going to do, but. I'm assuming that that's that's what they're gonna do is maybe right. pre-record the matches and let the commentators commentate them live and obviously not spoil anything. Right, and right. Yeah. Go yeah. from there. But yeah, I, I I hope nothing too terrible came from that, and I look forward to watching top eight when it can happen. I mean, <laughs> whenever Twitch gets to do it now, because yeah, that's that sucks. That sucks. I just I I just I. I, I, I'm so sad that this stuff is happening, man. I mean, it's just like, obviously, it's not just FC, FGC. This can happen to anyone, anywhere, you know, and it's just uh, like, you know, it's so crazy out there because, you know, you know, we always like code of conducts are always just don't be a jerk, like in the end. And yeah, it's just crazy yeah. how much everybody wants to be a jerk. Honestly, it's crazy. So... Some unknown person sent Rewind a pizza to his home address? Yeah, and they also put his home address on uh, in Twitch chat. God, that's so sucks, it yeah. could it could have been someone else that sent Rewind a pizza. Right. <laughs> you it know? Could, it could have been anybody. It could have even just been somebody who got the address from Twitch. Right. Because there's 20,000 plus people watching, so... Yeah, <sighs> that's, that's super creepy, though, man. Someone someone does that to you and you yeah that's that's rough i mean i've definitely heard stories you know i think it was like gutex telling the story of like just a fan like standing outside his house or some crazy shit like that you know it's like yeah yeah it's yeah people are weird yeah but uh, be careful out there guys yeah part of the problem with fighting games though like being a fighting game streamer and content creators we can't use vpns the way fighting mm-hmm. games all work is head-to-head connection. Right. So if you use a VPN, you're connecting to the VPN, your opponent's connecting to the VPN, now you have a huge disadvantage going between you and the VPN. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you can't even really use VPNs if you play fighting games, and that that's rough. That sucks for us, man. No, I mean, I guarantee you, Shay, that whole thing has got to be deleted. There's no way Twitch will have left that VOD viewable. You know, there's just not... Much, well, I mean, yeah. the VOD is probably viewable, but not the chat. Right, exactly, exactly. So, in any case, unfortunate. Hope everything works out for them, and let's let's just <laughs> don't be a jerk out there, man. <laughs> let's try yeah, to be better. Much. All right. So, uh, tournament results. Uh, CPT South America was this past weekend. 
Uh, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of it. I wish I could, but I was doing the Red Bull stuff, and I know that led into the CPT stuff, but I was usually so tired that I just couldn't actually stay up and watch a lot of it. I would have liked to have watched it because I was really super happy to hear that they flew Marine out there for the commentary. Yeah, I was going to say big ups to my good friend, Marine. Yeah. I was um, sad super proud because I was originally scheduled to do commentary with her. They didn't tell me why they switched me with Jeremy, but, you know, probably just... Probably because you just did last week, right? Well, so did Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, well, shit. <laughs> I think it was mostly because Maureen probably sent them a message. was like, James guy's kind of weird and creepy. Can I switch the commentary with somebody to be, else? To be fair to you, James, I don't think she did that. But to be fair, <laughs> Jeremy and Maureen are actually friends, like, outside of commentary yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so not, if... If maybe that was Capcom's reasoning, is they knew that they were pals, because yeah. whatever. No, but honestly, whatever. though, I mean, I think they did great. I enjoyed watch. I didn't get to watch a, a ton, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I I enjoyed what I got to watch. No, honestly, though, Jeremy has done every week. It's always Jeremy and somebody else. I'm suspecting Jeremy you. probably couldn't do it at first, but then he managed to free himself up and now does it. So that's just all it is. So yeah. But I, I just want to, you know, in case she's she's ever watching this, you know, I just want to let her know I'm not as creepy as I actually am. I appear. You Wait, know, what? I'm, You're as creepy as you actually are, James? Yeah, I'm not as creepy as I actually am. What does that mean? I mean, I'll appear. I mean, dang it. All right. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, it was really cool. It was won by a boxer player. Uh, it was won by... Um, where is it here? Where do I have this here? It was won by, oh God, I don't have the name here ready to go. Sorry, that's my bad. It was won by Nero the Boxer. Nero the Boxer with Boxer. So congratulations to him. And, you know, obviously we've had three out of four camis. There was not a cami in this top eight. There was one in top 16, uh, but there was none in top eight. Uh, Picaro ended up with fourth place in, with M. Bison. Uh, Urian was a third place player in uh, Self Cool. And then Frozen was in second place with Kage and Nash. So that would have had the patches with the update. So I wonder if yeah, that yeah. buffed helped uh, you know, him do well with Nash. I, maybe he I, I, I'm sure it did. Yeah, maybe he did... Uh, yeah, Nash is pretty good now, man. He might have done 10,000 Sobats during that tournament, right? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still not enough. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I actually... I did get to, get to watch Finals. Finals is cool. It was a good match. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, I don't, I don't have much to add to behind that, but it, it was good. If you guys want to watch the replay, it's worth watching. Cool, cool. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch it, but I swear it's hard for me to find times to go back and watch those archives. I still haven't even finished watching the Soul Calibur Wii Play stuff, which makes me really sad, so... That was like three months ago. Six months ago already. Thanks for subbing, Nash Crap. There you go still keep doing that here cpt this past weekend was kisses fingers frost's nash was kissing fingertips that's what he's basically saying so there you go and apparently he's a nash fan right so there you go <laughs> if his name is nash crap i'm just gonna make the assumption um also this past weekend which i thought was super cool was a Guilty Gear XX Action Core Plus R 25 versus 25 US versus Japan. 
Thank you for subbing spinning bird kicks. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, but yeah, there was a 25 versus 25 Japan versus America uh, tournament. And that was basically uh, one game. Oh, actually, was it two out of three? I can't know. I think it was just one game. And if they lost, they were out, basically. And you got to imagine, you know, Japan versus U.S. and Guilty Gear Axor Core Plus R, that it was going to be pretty much a strong uh, Japanese domination of, like, um, you know, 25 to 12, 25. The thing ended at 25 to 23. Nice. And not well only that... But one of the Japanese players had to DQ themselves because they couldn't make it anymore. So technically, if you count that as a DQ, it was 25 to 24 and came down to the very last game. Now, the last player on Japan's side was a Testament player who is just... Testament is apparently super good in plus R. And uh, Elven Shadow was the last American player and the very last round was a perfect in favor of the testament player uh because yeah. elven shadow got locked down by barneys and crows and stuff like that and it was disgusting but the tournament was amazing and shout outs to i think his name was skeletons uh but like his abba on the u.s the u.s well, was skeletal minion yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh-huh exactly skeletal minion they were down like 14 to like Four or 14 to 5 and he brought it all the way back to like 14 to 12 or 14 to nice. 13 Good before shit. he finally lost and uh, thanks to him they had caught up because there was a Japanese soul player that took out a bunch of strong players like Kizzy and stuff and he just ran through everybody early on and then Skeletal Minion brought it back and it was a really really awesome event a lot of fun to watch so shout outs to them for being able to to organize a 25 v 25 i mean 50 players for this exhibition and to have it come down and be so close i think is really really awesome dude really cool yeah that's cool i didn't even know that was happening so yeah i didn't even know it was happening until i saw arturo tweeting about it and i was like oh damn i came in just in time to start watching skeletal minions uh run i didn't see the japanese soul run but i came in and i just started watching abba destroy everybody i mean abba is such a like you know hakan and the way his oil works that's like abba yeah. to the nth degree because she's just like garbage as a character until she powers up then she's good and then she activates her install super and then she's just like the most broken thing in the entire game but the problem is if it runs out and you're not careful every time you get knocked down your meter drains thanks for the fellow helm dun, dun, dun. but um if she gets knocked down she loses a big chunk and she gets up and has to do this animation and actually if you can knock her down and know that happens you can roman cancel your move activate instant kill and kill her like you get the free kill and so as the abba player you have to be so careful to make sure that doesn't happen so uh good job to uh skeletal minion having that streak and never having that happen to him <laughs> Yes, obviously you don't have to RC, but if you have a big long move that knocks down, you want to RC it. Some people can just sweep and kill you basically straight up. So there you go. Um, 
And then the Smash World Tour. Yeah, so there was a Smash World Tour for uh, North America East, I think it was. Let me get over here. I have, yeah, North America Northeast. And uh, it was won by TSM Tweak, uh, largely with Diddy Kong, but apparently, uh, I'm not sure how the qualifications rules work. Maybe they've already qualified, but the top three players had already qualified. And so fourth place was a Lucario from Canada named Armadillo. And uh, from what the stuff that I was reading about it, it sounds like it's, again, one of those situations where Lucario is not exactly the easiest character to, to, to win with. I don't know exactly how the tiers work, but it sounds like, um, oh, top six qualify. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but it sounds like uh, the Lucario player actually did really really well with that character and so that's that's really cool to hear as well if anybody else has any uh uh you know additional information about that uh please let me know in the chat because again i know we don't cover smash as much none of us are smash experts and so if anybody in the chat has any more stories about the players or any particular thing about that event worth noting let us know in the chat um and then for All right. upcoming events, Combo Breaker presents Look Alive is coming up this weekend. Uh, if you guys haven't gotten a lot of information about this, basically Rick, uh, actually, let me just put the stuff up on, let me put the thing up on the stream, actually. I think they're tweeting out the official schedule tomorrow. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But if you actually look at this over here, uh, let's do this here. <clears throat> and source, screen capture, smart selection. Here you go. Combo Breaker, look alive. And shout out to this artwork. Combo Breaker guys always get some sick artwork for their stuff over here. Uh, no Coast, No Kings, of course, as you can see here, Midwest. Uh, but what this is, is it's going to be an event. And I mean, you can't read these all uh, on your screen right here because it's all like zoomed out and stuff. Oh my God, I hate the way when you try to zoom in on Facebook, it just resizes everything for you. So well, let me tell you, James, this is actually Twitter, so... Uh, you're right. Sorry, Twitter. My bad. <laughs> My bad. But uh, you know, you boomers love Facebook. I actually don't really like Facebook, but you know, I hate Facebook. Here you go. Let's do this. Boof. There we go. So there you go. Here's the look alive stuff. Basically, what this is, in the words of Rick himself. Uh, let me do this uh, here as well. Let me go back over here. Rick says, uh, we're mashing up money matches, documentaries, scratch routines, combo videos, skits, interviews, merch drops, live event announcements, and more to show love for everyone's efforts these past two years and start tuning up for the years ahead. All in together, no coast, no kings. So it's going to be a two-day showcase, as you can see over here, on May 29th and May 30th. That's this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. 
so that'll be happening over here. Uh, what did this say over here? Yeah. And like it says, in collaboration with Next Level, Vampire Arcadia, Wednesday Night Fights, TMC 3v3, Garage Gear. I mean, look at all the people involved in this whole entire thing. These are all different groups. You see Combat, Climax of Night listed there, Combat Club, Main 6. You see DreamHack Community Clash. Uh, God, there's just so many uh, groups involved in this and it's really cool. And with additional content by Sayjam, Hold Back to Block, Majin Obama, JM Crofts, Jeopardy, etc., etc. So there's a ton of people involved in this event. And uh, this is going to be something that's really, really cool. Yeah, and I, I've, I've heard a rumor that uh, that date is not accurate anymore. There might be an extra day. I've heard a rumor. What you so mean? There might be a whole extra day of content. Three? It might turn into a three-day thing. I've heard a rumor, James. Okay. Okay. It might be a little bit longer than anticipated, but I believe that they're announcing everything officially tomorrow. So keep a lookout for Rick's Twitter and Combo Breaker's Twitter. I mean, who would complain about having more awesome fighting game content? <laughs> you know, probably the people running the stuff, because that's a lot of hard work. But for the fans, literally no one. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I know a lot of guys have been putting in a ton of work into this yep. thing. Like, I know, for example, like... Callisto's been doing a lot of the recording for it, and my God, that guy has just been putting in so many hours trying to get all this stuff together. A whole bunch of guys are doing this, and so shout-outs to all the people that have uh, helped collaborate and make this a thing. Pretty sure that, like, for example, he mentioned combo videos. Pretty sure the, the two-hit combo video is going to be shown during some course at some point during the weekend and things like that. So if you guys want to see what I used to do before commentary... <laughs> You can check that out. Uh, but that's coming up. And then, of course, this weekend is CPT Brazil number one. And it's really cool that they separated Brazil into its own category because, honestly, Brazil is always such a strong region. And so for them to actually have it separated is going to be cool. Uh, I will be doing commentary for that this weekend. So you can... I will not be doing a beginner restream because I will be doing the... Uh, yeah, that's how they took you off this week. They didn't want to have you on two weeks in a row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but there you go. So that's coming up as well. Cool. Um, uh, Mr. G in the chat did mention uh, Hold Back to Block is going to be doing a new KI documentary, I believe, about the music. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool if you guys are into fighting game music and, and or Killer Instinct. Look out for that. Mm -hmm. I don't know when it's releasing, uh, but I do know that they at least announce that they are going to go ahead and do that. Right. Probably going to preview that during the look alive. Right. I would imagine. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I will see. I have no idea. I've honestly have no idea what's on the slate for look alive besides what I did commentary for. Right. Okay, cool. Um, outside of that, not much else to report here in terms of fighting game stuff. Uh, I did want to talk about this before, uh, you know, uh, just a crazy announcement in the Tetris world. Remember, uh, we talked about the whole rolling technique that they discovered. Yeah. Uh, so the person, the first person to actually get good at this, you know, doing the hitting the back of the controller to actually move the pieces right. faster than normal. 
uh, cheese fish, uh, the person who really first started getting good at that, has become the first player ever to reach level 40 in Tetris, uh, in, in, in uh, Nest Tetris. Keep in mind that level 29 has always been called the kill screen because basically <laughs> nobody could get past level 29. And then once we started getting to the crazy hyper tappers, we would get to level 30, 32, 33. Whoa! Like, if you could get to level 33, it was crazy. This guy got to level 40, and I watched the footage, and it just looks like he's playing modern Tetris because he's not limited by where he can put the pieces anymore. He can move them wherever the hell he wants them to go, and so he's just playing Tetris, and it is fascinating and it's like I'm wondering if I want to sit here and learn it because I'm too old to learn hyper tapping and uh, but anyone can do the rolling technique so it's like maybe this is what I need to learn to try to get to the point that I can max out in Tetris maybe this will be the key for me <laughs> that's that's the future James Chen the 50 year old Tetris champion yeah. I mean the five six years from now the thing that actually kind of excites me about this, and I mentioned it on Twitter, uh, so the reason why we never allowed for other controllers on Nest Tetris in classic Tetris World Championship competitions is because we know that if you had a hitbox that you could roll your fingers on like this, it would be such a distinct advantage over the other controllers, right? And I, sure. I was always like, you should just let people play with whatever they want, right? But I understand, you know, there's a lot of history and stuff and things like that. But now we've developed a technique that has kind of just blown the doors wide open. If you can roll and accomplish the same on a nest pad and can accomplish the same things that you could on a hitbox or something like that, maybe it's time to throw off the shackles. Maybe it's time to just say you can do it however you want as long as the controller only has one left and one right so you can't do this with two buttons, you know, kind of thing. Right. But if maybe it's time, honestly, maybe this is the moment that we should just say, look, instead of forcing everybody to learn rolling on a nest pad, now let's just open it up to every controller, let anybody play however they want so that as long as there's no turbo or no ways to cheat on it. So that way we don't have to learn something on an old controller, which we could go and do, which will give us the same result if you just let us use the hitbox kind of thing. So a lot of questions to be asked and talk about it and stuff like that. And it's really interesting. It's really, it's crazy that this many years later, the only part that obviously hurts me the most is that Jonas isn't around to see that we've gotten to this point, that we've gotten yeah. to a level 40. Because that, like, for him, that would have just blown his mind, dude. And it's just, like, it just it makes me sad that he, he's not around to be able to see something like that. But I think this is a... It's, a, it's very interesting to see how competition just blows the thing blows everything out of the water basically and yeah naughty senpai unfortunately jonas passed away earlier this year uh freak nobody freak occurrence nobody still knows exactly what happened was perfectly healthy and just passed out basically and that's what it is so and that was that happened so it's unfortunate yep, yeah it sucks. 
But uh, hug yeah. your loved ones. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that is all I have, unless you have anything extra to talk about at this point. Uh, not right now. I don't. I think it's time to burn him, James. Yeah, so it's going to be a shorter episode today. As we mentioned, we had a guest. Unfortunately, they weren't able to make it. So, uh, obviously, the show is going to be a little bit shorter. So, uh, apologies for that. But uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show anyway. And once again, uh, if you're on YouTube, give us a like. Give us a follow as well. This is something we don't say enough. But please definitely do that. Give us a like and follow. Thanks for the fellow victorious. Dun, dun, dun. And so, um, really appreciate that. Like and follow, and then uh, subscribe. And uh, we'll do better next week with the five five stuff. Yeah. And yeah. the Twitch alerts and having a guest. Well, <laughs> freak occurrence happened this week, but you know, uh, yeah. hopefully have a guest and all that stuff next week. So yeah. And sorry then, about the, the short show this week, everyone. Yeah. And then also, of course, you know, if you're watching here on Twitch. Uh, subscriptions, donations, gift subs, all those things. Very much appreciated. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week for another Tuesday show. Have a good one and peace out. Later, guys. Can you hear the birds? I, I can't, but that's okay. You can't hear the birds. Now you should be able to hear the birds. Now I can hear. Now you can hear the birds. Who doesn't want to hear the birds?